Welcome to the Steady Hand Podcast. I'm Tom Bradley. Today we're lucky enough to have Don Cranston, one of the founding partners of CGOV Asset Management with us today. Don's out uh, seeing clients in Vancouver and we've nabbed him and put him in front of the microphone. Welcome, Don. Thanks, Tom. Now, Don, we're going to talk about the fund, the equity fund, which you guys manage, but uh, maybe first just give us an update on CGOV. We've had a very busy year and a half, as you can imagine, given the turmoil in the marketplace, but uh, business is good. Um, currently, uh, seven partners, uh, 15 staff in total, uh, managing uh, just over $1.3 billion in assets today, and a significant portion of that, obviously, is private client. The institutional business is going uh, business is good. Great. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the equity fund. You know, you have several U.S. and overseas stocks in there, and I know it's got a really high uh, focus on high-quality businesses. Foreign has not been a great thing over the last year, as Canada has been a great market to be in. High quality has actually not been a great place to be because some of the, the junk, the dash for trash, is, uh, has roared back. Maybe you could remind your listeners of some of the qualities you guys look for in a company uh, before we talk about uh, performance, some of the other things. Sure, uh, and this is a question we're obviously getting quite a bit, uh, given that the, the one index uh, that most Canadian investors are focused on these days is the TSX, and no wonder with the exchange being up 35% last year. Uh, so the question we're co- constantly getting is, uh, why do you own uh, non-Canadian securities when uh, your overall Canadian numbers have been good? It's funny people are asking that question because 10 years ago, almost exactly, a number of families were coming to us and saying, uh, your U.S. numbers are great, your Canadian numbers are lousy, why don't you just manage U.S. equities? We really try to step away from that. What we're trying to do is look on the the world as one stock market and trying to find the best 25 companies we can in that broader context. We do have to be concerned, obviously, with exposure to foreign currencies as basically all of our clients are, are Canadian residents. But uh, getting beyond that, we, we're focusing more on the business as opposed to uh, whether it's a Canadian U.S. Or, or foreign stock. That has changed dramatically as well because the, the makeup of of those uh, tiers is really based on where the head office is located. We're more interested in where they're doing business. So a, a Canadian company may have its headquarters in Vancouver or Toronto, but if a large portion of their business uh, is around the world and it's in what we consider to be a, a great company, uh, that's of more interest to us. Now, Don, do you, do you look at the foreign holdings any differently than the Canadian holdings? Clearly, uh, currency can be a huge factor, as it was last year for the fund. How do you adjust for that? Another great question. Um, we we looked at uh, several years ago when we first started having concerns about the U.S. dollar at various hedging strategies using derivatives, uh, and but quickly came to the determination that wasn't appropriate, uh, mostly uh, due to cost. Um, you're typically giving up 2 to 3% in performance by putting these type of strategies in place. So we stepped back from that and said, can we build in hedging against currency uh, movements using fundamental analysis, and uh, we then started looking at uh, making more uh, currency calls and and, uh, then discounting back our expected earnings and cash flows from our businesses and making them jump over a pretty high hurdle. And, uh, for example, today we're still using PAR for any U.S. dollar exposure from our companies. So if, if the U.S. companies still clear that hurdle, even if it doesn't go to par, 
we're we're going to be winning that way. So we do look on those companies a little bit differently, but we're trying to look on it a more fundamental approach as opposed to using some type of derivative security to hedge away. Now, Don, as I look at uh, your performance and the fund over the last couple of years as you've worked with us at Steady Hand, I think your fundamental research has been just superb. And, as, and certainly as we've gone through this recession, your companies, uh, many of them have been increasing dividends. There hasn't been too many dilutive equity issues just for survival purposes. But there is a couple of companies, and I know it's uh, been eating it at you and your team. So why don't we go at them and just quickly talk about uh, both of them, Manulife and uh, Nintendo were, were disappointments for the portfolio over the last year. Um, yes, it was Manulife and Nintendo were both problems last year. Uh, we'll go through each one of those. Uh, Manulife was a, dis- a disappointment for us because we thought we'd had the risks pretty well analyzed in that business, uh, specifically their exposure to the equity markets and certain products like the guaranteed annuities. And that definitely was not the case. And it was a, uh, a surprise and a disappointment. And we are still holding Manulife today, given that we think they have tremendous potential around the world. They're continuing to expand their business in places like China and Vietnam. There is also the possibility of acquiring business from some of the zombies that are out there, like AIG. However, given our concerns on the lack of transparency in the business, Manulife is no longer what we call a uh, franchise or core business. It's now what we call an opportunistic business where uh, we have bought that company with the idea that it's going to be sold in the near future. It's no longer a a long-term hold in the portfolio. Nintendo as well was a disappointment. And to make a long story very short, the industry was much more competitive than we thought it was going to be, and uh, we had to say goodbye to Nintendo because of that. Don, before I let you go, we should look forward and and just look at the positioning of the fund today. You were pretty defensive going through 09, and uh, that held back the performance a little bit. But uh, you've you've maintained that positioning, I think. What's your thinking as you go forward for 2010? You are right, Tom, that uh, we are still taking a cautionary approach. Uh, We think the next uh, year, if not two years, is going to be more of a grinded-out type of market where quality is still going to be very, very important. There are a number of different uh, concerns we have today. Uh, One is inflation indeed going to be a problem coming down the road. There is a probability of that occurring and how we position to take advantage of that. We think companies like Canadian Oil Sands, Suncor, Potash will definitely uh, do us well if that type of environment was to unfold. We're also in very conservative companies in case the economic rebound here is very, very slow. Uh, CVS, uh, Shoppers, Drug Mart, et cetera, et cetera, companies that will continue to uh, generate uh, profit and, and free cash flow in a very slow economy. Uh, we're also uh, trying to follow where the money is going as well. Uh, one of the things that's happening around the world is that there's huge infrastructure spend with all the stimulus programs that the governments are putting in place. Uh, Lincoln Electric is an example of that, uh, one of the uh, largest suppliers of, of welding materials in the world. So cautionary because we have concerns. Uh, we still want to be in businesses that generate good profits and ultimately higher stock prices down the road. Well, Don, we can't let you go without uh, doing our tradition on these podcasts. We're just going to do a few short snappers to, to get to know you a little better. So don't dwell on them, just whatever you th- whatever comes into your head. First one, uh, years of investment experience. 25. Red or white wine? Red, doctor's orders. Favorite place to reflect on a stock? 
The washroom. Boxers or briefs? Both. <laughs> and uh, uh, how about the first stock you ever bought? Berkshire Hathaway. My dad uh, crucified for me, saying I was crazy buying a stock that was $1,800 a share. Leafs or Canadians? Leafs all the way, 2050. <laughs> a typical holding period for a stock? Five years, if not forever. Favorite Mike Myers movie? Uh, Austin Powers 1. Well, just a couple more here. Pizza or lobster? Pizza, definitely. Lobster, too messy. Uh, best place to travel for business? Vancouver. Oh, he's sucking up here now. And, Don, before I let you go, I guess with the Olympics uh, looming here, what do you think is the most bogus Olympic sport? Synchronized swimming. Winter. <laughs> Winter synchronized swimming. <laughs> well, Don, this has been great. We're glad uh, you were able to come by and tell us a little bit about CGOV. As uh, listeners know, it's the manager of our equity fund. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we look forward to coming back to you soon.